Hi. Your camera works. Yay, I restarted my computer. <laughs> How are you this morning? I, I am thinking about the book, The Big Leap. Mm. Because I feel like I've been upper limiting myself over the last few days. I've had uh, some personal emergencies, like back to back to back with like my car and I fell and like, I'm like, what is happening? So my take on that, hi, Casey. Um, I haven't been able to fully wrap my head around like if I, if my car breaks down, that's my fault because mm -hmm. I'm upper limiting. Like, I'm not saying it can't be a thing. Maybe it can, but in my take of the big leap is more like you start doing really well and you start like hitting goals and getting like doing what you've always wanted to do. And then you start to kind of self-sabotage. I don't know how, I mean, maybe, maybe you mm -hmm. can like energetically sabotage your car or something, but like, I haven't wrapped my head around that extreme of it. Yeah. I do fully, really, truly believe that people do upper limit when they start hitting their goals in terms of, oh, well, that was cool. And now I'm going to like shrink back that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So I just went off on a little tangent that you didn't ask for. Continue talking. I'm sorry. Um, no, yeah, I'm totally with you there. I'm not 100% sure that it's like a connection between like, this is my fault and my car is having issues or whatever. But um, I had my holiday party on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, How so did it go? Tell us about it. It was great. Um, six ladies ended up attending. So it was a nice, like little cozy group. Yes. And it ended up being, I'd say more of a nurturing event. Mm -hmm. um, I had my DIY butterfly station set up and that became like the, um, the main event of the party. And it was a great way for the ladies to sit down and some of them knew each other and, and some of them were new to each other. So they got to mix and mingle and kind of do this relaxing watercolor painting while it was happening and I mean that was just the vibe of the party I had my mm. artwork you know hung up there and I did a few like mini photo shoots for some ladies um that had or did not have a commission none of them had commissions and so it was like I said it felt more like a nurturing sort of thing. So yeah, I did the photo shoots for them. And then I, it just went by so fast, you know, two hours just kind of flew by. Um, so yeah, that's where I ended up uh, with the events. And like, I didn't know what to expect going in. Like, am I going to get sales? Is this going to be more of a getting to know each other sort of thing? So I think it was good to go in with just an open mind. Sure. Um, yeah. So my take on something like this is even if it felt like a nurturing event, it was, and it's real easy if you don't get that immediate sale to 
feel like it didn't quite work right or Mm -hmm. it wasn't a sales event because I did not make a sale Mm -hmm. from the outside it's a lot easier to see it for what it really is whether that compared to someone who is in the middle of it like crossing their fingers hoping this will happen or that'll happen or whatever Mm -hmm. so I say that to say this is why I'm always talking about these events sometimes they lead to sales immediately but they if you can get yourself in the right mindset they almost always lead to sales in the near and far future so Yes, this is a step in the nurturing to sales process. However, you just had like this really close knit, connectable moment with all six of these ladies. Several of them showed enough interest to get a photo shoot, which to me, I'm I haven't talked to you about like how those conversations went, but to me, those are very strong leads for the near-ish future. Did you, actually, I'm just going to stop. Tell me more about that. How did, how did that come about that they ended up posing for you? Like what happened? So like we talked about um, before the party, I asked one of my close girlfriends, like, can you be my first, you know, volunteer for this photo shoot thing to just get the ball rolling on it? She was like, sure, great. So she was one. Uh And then my friend Kara, who I would call a warm lead, she's very um, interested in the the work that I do. Um, She was the second one. Um, and she is actually a photographer. So she was so good with her posing that I was like, can you help me pose the next lady? So we kind of like teamed up and that was really fun. Um, so Lily, my friend was the third one and she was kind of like, sure, I'll, I'll be your muse, you know, kind of just like going along with the, the fun of it. Um, so those were the three, um, my friend Jill almost posed, but she's the one I did the painting of, um, before. Yeah. And so that was actually a really nice reference point during the party because um, my friend Kara was meeting her for the first time and she's like, no wonder your face looks familiar. I saw you on Laura's Instagram. You painted, you know, that's that was a yeah, that was a fun little way to kind of like, I don't know, just connect everybody. Um, So, yeah, those were the three. So I would like you to go write that down in your notes after this. Okay. And. Um, when I think about following up, I know I gave you a sequence of like a follow-up sequence, but that I really use for when someone just isn't responding, even though they showed a lot of interest in the first place, I wouldn't use that in this case. In this case, I would really customize it for each person. So like the second one, who's a warm lead, did you say anything to her about that you're booking out and do you have any interest in talking about doing one of these? And if not, that's totally okay. But I just want to like give you all the information if you wanted it. Did you have that conversation? We didn't have that conversation. That's the next conversation to be had. 
with okay. her. Okay. Um, for your friend, the first one who went first, um, you asked her a favor. So she wasn't necessarily saying, Hey, I want a portrait that was her helping you out. So the mm -hmm. next follow-up step for her might be, um, Hey, just out of curiosity, I, I want to get three more of these booked by the end of the year, just to like, give myself some cushion because you don't have a car and blah, blah, all these things. Do you know anyone who might be interested that um, you could introduce me to something like that? Mm -hmm. The third one who was like, oh, sure, I'll be your muse. I think what I would do is try to squeeze her into one of those spots where you use her as your muse and you paint her and then you engage her by showing it to her and saying, Hey, thank you so much for being my muse. This was, I mean, your posing was amazing. This turned out, I mean, don't say this is not true, but this turned out to be one of my favorites. Thank you again so much. Like, so every single person, you are making a different ask mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. starting a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. What we're doing here is we're taking our <clears throat> events our connection points, our leads, our interests, and our just like ideal art buyers who want to support and love us and help us grow our business. Mm -hmm. And we're customizing each of the next steps for each of them. Okay. I love everything you said and how you worded it. How soon are we going to get this recording? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it usually takes Becky about two days. Tell me which one to say again. I'll try to do it again. Um, the first one for my warm lead. Your warm lead. Um, mm -hmm. What did I say? I said... Hey, so-and-so, um, thank you so much for coming to my party again. It was lovely having you and thanks for being brave. And this is not what I said, but I'm making it up again. Yeah. Thanks for being brave and being my muse. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I am booking out commissions into January of next year right now. And if you were interested in getting one of these commissions I just want to be able to make sure you have all the information and if not that's completely okay too something like that I think the first time was better but yeah I like that because if saying if you were interested leaves it open-ended so she doesn't right feel pressured And um, I just want to make sure you have all the information if you wanted it. You also, you asked me a question in Slack. I don't know if you saw my response yet, but you had asked me about, I feel like I need to raise my prices. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did um, you get a chance to watch that response? Because that might affect also how I would say that. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I tried watching the video, but it was glitchy. Mm. The right, bef right after um, 
Right after I uploaded it, I tried to make another one for you and the internet went out. I think it was the snow. So let's rediscuss. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, as I'm going through the process of doing these December commissions, I'm like, this is a lot of work for the amount of money that I'm getting in return. And on the one hand, like I'm on board with, you know, just getting these commissions under my belt. And I understand like, I'm not going to charge like the highest price right out of the gate. Like I'm going to yeah. be working my way up, up that scale, that pricing scale. So I'm just trying to understand like where, <laughs> where exactly. Yeah. Okay. So remember the last time that we talked, I was trying to illustrate how to look at things in terms of numbers and percentages. And you asked this many people and this many people said yes. Um, I think in my, I'm gonna use this as a rule of thumb. It's not hard and fast and there's a lot of wiggle room. So I'll just say that to start off with. But if you're getting, 40 to 50% of people that you talk to are easily saying yes, it's probably time to raise your prices. Mm, okay. And when you raise your prices, that's going to make your conversion number probably go down. Mm -hmm. I feel like for myself, I should probably take my own advice because I think my conversion number is a little bit high at the moment. But <clears throat> around 33% is probably a healthy balance of I'm getting yeses and I'm making the money that people feel like it's worth paying for. And I feel like I'm getting the money that it's worth for me doing. Mm -hmm. And there's always, always going to be this tension of getting that right. Because mm -hmm. what, you get it right, and then it's no longer right. Once it's right, it's now wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a fun thing. But it just kind of is how it is. And some people choose you know, I want to stay at this comfort level for a little while longer because either, either I really do need the money and it's like kind of urgent. And so I don't want to have to figure out that gap with where the, the amount or the percentage is going to go down, or I just don't have the capacity to grow right now. Like I need a minute to just be still. And there's nothing wrong with either of those. And when you feel like, okay, I can live with growing and I've got just enough cushion where I'm willing to step outside my comfort zone, that's when it needs to go up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So all that being said, where do you feel like you are? Hmm. That's a good question. And if you don't want to share it, that's fine. If you want to journal about it, that's fine. I just, if you want 
to continue this conversation. I want to continue it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of percentage, um, maybe I don't have enough information to answer that question. I mean, because I've just done the one kind of round of this where I, I did all the coffee chats with, you know, the five ladies. Mm-hmm. I've had the one um, event. And then from So how many is that total? 11? Or is it? No, 10, right? 10 total women that you've talked to. Well, there's overlap there between the one-on-one coffee chats and Mm -hmm. the party. Um, So like seven total. Okay, so seven total. I feel like there's one outstanding need to follow up with to finish gathering information within that seven yes and you have booked four i have booked well sold four uh, sold four yeah because one lady bought two portraits okay so i'm gonna count that as four out of seven that's pretty high okay so using that, and it might even be five out of seven. Like that's a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. So let's do the math. Five divided by seven is 71%. So now that you know that, one, give yourself a pat on the back. Let's start there. Doing a good job. Yeah. Oh me. Thank you for always taking the time to remind us to celebrate. Well, I need somebody to do it for me. So I figure (laughs) somebody needs to do it for you. Um, so 71% yeses or higher. Wait, is that I don't know. Whatever. It's a lot. It's Mm -hmm. a high number. And you don't have that much data. So maybe if you expand that to 20, maybe it goes down to 50. Mm -hmm. Still high. So then there's these other two questions. The money, how like willing are you to put a little bit of test on that? And how at capacity for upper limiting are you at at the moment? Hmm. Those are good questions. Well, part of the the situation that I'm in right now and a relevant piece of information is that I did send out an email and do social media posts that say like, I'm booking January spots at this price. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, which was 200, 250. Yeah. Yeah. 200, like 250, if you want to do a payment plan, but 200, if you want to book full in full. Um, so I feel like that's kind of set, but like mm-hmm. starting in February, I just don't want to do this for so long that I'm resentful 
sure. of the commission. That's, that's another factor we should add in. There's four factors. How resentful are you going to be of making those sales? Yeah. I mean, I feel, I would feel good if I could bump it up just a bit for February. Like, even if it was like 250 for February, then at least I'm 300. Yeah. 250 pay in full 300. Then I'm like making progress. Yeah. So shall we make that our, I want to say goal, our plan. Mm-hmm. For anyone who gets the spots that you have left in January, they can book it for the 250 price mm-hmm. or whatever you just said, 200, 250. Mm-hmm. Um, starting February 1st, any book or all spots made after that are the new price. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily booked after February 1st, but booked for the spots in February. Right. So I have, right. I don't know if it's two or three. I have two or three more spots at this price and they will be done in January. After that, the price will increase. Yes, I like that. In one email, um, when I started my like five day promo, I had mentioned like, I'm selling this for this price, but they're really worth like, I mean, I said $500 because I feel like in an ideal world, that is what somebody would be paying. So yeah. is some is somebody going to look at them and be like, "Hey, you're saying two fifty for February?" They're probably I'm probably overthinking this. You probably are, and um, you don't necessarily have to put all of this into your marketing. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't have to now like change what you're saying to say, "Well, but if you da da da, then it's blah 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 blah," and like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm confused now, but you can use that in your conversations. Like, mm. I really feel like my, my prices are too low. Like I'm getting a lot of yeses, which is great, but also it's a lot of work for me to do. And so I'm feeling like it needs to go up, but I've already put it out there. So I'm going to honor that for the next three. And then I'm going to go up after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's why that combination, the marketing, the content, and the relationship talking goes so well together. Mm-hmm. It's one reason, one reason. You can go back and forth, then back and forth, then like, it just, it's at least twice as effective when used together, in my opinion. Not in my opinion, in my experience. Yeah, I I definitely um, enjoy this way of marketing much more because it's not putting all the pressure on like that one Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel good when when you're marketing that way. No, uh, because the numbers just aren't in your favor. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very un in your favor. Yeah, you're shouting into the void. Yeah. And maybe someone sees it and maybe they don't. And I also feel like the, the other one, one of the other benefits of this relationship marketing is if they're curious, if you're having a conversation, if you're having a sales conversation, if you're having just a normal conversation, 
they're way more likely to go, huh, I wonder what she's doing on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then you have this backlog of posts about that thing, usually, where they can go learn more about it and help them make up their mind. Yeah. We're not necessarily just counting on them seeing it in their feed, but that interaction is going to give them a reason to go look. Mm-hmm. Not every time, but more often. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I do if I'm talking I do to too. someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, before I say something, what are they up to? Because what if I didn't remember right. to, their birthday was yesterday and I didn't tell them happy birthday? Like. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I like that. Um, and maybe I just a part of the the process here of refining uh and, and simplifying these commissions is like defining what this portrait is, because I feel like it was kind of open-ended before. And now I'm getting a sense of like, okay, I like to paint portraits of, you know, it can be their face or it can be just a represent representation, but I like it to be kind of from the torso up. And then to involve some nature elements, um, some sort of animal or insect that means something to them. And that's usually it. Maybe a shape or two. Okay, I have an assignment for you. Yes. I'm going to make one of these. Oh, shoot. I just killed it. Um, Hold on. I want you to make a post. And I want you to pin it to the top of your feet. I want it to be something like this. Um, Inner Goddess Portrait Commissions, now available for purchase. What is it? I want you to write it out. I want you to define it for yourself and for your audience. What is it exactly? Mm-hmm. These portraits are for you if you're at a turning point in your life and you want to capture where you've been and where you're going. I don't know. I'm making things up. Mm-hmm. But who is the person who would want that? I uh, don't necessarily need that one. Um, what you'll get. which you kind of already said, but we're going to say it again very clearly. Here is what you get. Mm-hmm. You could do a, another one in here that says, here's how it works. If you're local, we'll do a photo shoot. If you're out of town, we'll have a Zoom meeting and I'll help you create the best poses for your portrait. Um, I don't know, step two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And then you can either put um, put your questions in the comments or DM me or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like a little mini sales page. Um, yes, I like that. Which is going to be good for you because it helps mm-hmm. define what it is. But the other thing that's going to help with that is you just do more of these because you're there's going to be patterns. Yeah. It's going to be the torso. There's going to be some nature elements. You can talk about what each thing represents as you are doing them. So showcasing them as you are doing them and talking about why you do what you do and 
how you make your decisions, etc. Yeah. I wish I could show the the ones I'm working on now, but they're all like Christmas presents, so I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta wait. <laughs> but yes, I can I can use some of my older ones and and showcase what they'll get and and go through all of these different points. Um, do you think I could even divide them up, or do you think it's just better to have it all in one post? So. Normally, I put it all in one post. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the ones I just showed you in one post. I'm going to do another one that's like, oh, and here's all the bonuses. And I'm going to do another one that's, what was the other one going to be? I forget. Maybe like, what's the difference between that and consistent income or something? Um, But I'm going to have three informational carousel posts. And I'll probably say all the same things in like a video or a caption or something like that, but I want it to be super clear. I don't want people to have to search for it. I don't even want them to have to click the link in my bio. Like I want them to know what they need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And pinning it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, one other element that I'm going to add, because I record myself painting these anyway, I'm going to make them into like a little... I'm going to call it like a little mini documentary of painting your portrait. Love it. Thank you. Um, Yeah. With the music and everything, giving it like this inspirational vibe. And so I was just going to do that as a surprise for my current clients. Mm. And maybe I'll just keep it a surprise or do I include that in, in what you get? To me, I feel like it could go either way, but mm-hmm. to me, that feels like an over-delivering moment, which mm-hmm. is always good. And then you can still, you can like gift it to them and give them a little, I don't know how you do that now. You don't burn a CD, send them the file, I guess. Send them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can download, um, but file. you can also use mm-hmm. it for your marketing, and they don't feel weird about well, can I use it for marketing because it was part of their package and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that could be good. Do you have a? Do I remember that you have YouTube? Mm-mm. No, okay, I'm remembering that wrong. Um, but I would do some longer ones and just like some reels. Like mm-hmm. yesterday, I ended up watching an hour long Instagram live. <laughs> which is crazy like I actually did that but I did and guess what from now on that person's whatever is I can almost guarantee you gonna be the number one thing in my feed because I spent an hour on their stuff what was the Instagram live about it was just her opinion about like god and how things work and how she fit into the mix and like it was just really I was really curious about it. I was like, huh. she was one of those very opinionated kind of people. And I agreed with some things and I didn't agree with some things, but I like couldn't stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. A mix. Even like I find that when I post long stuff, usually it does very poorly. Mm-hmm. But if one person watched the whole thing, totally worth it. 
That's so true. Yeah. Especially if they're the right person. Oh, yeah. Well, right. thank you so Sorry. much. You're that welcome. was all very helpful. And I, yeah, I'm excited to take these next steps. Um, quick thing, because I'm trying to make this a habit. What was your biggest takeaway? What was the thing you got out of this? Understanding what my next action steps should be, because I was feeling kind of directionless. Next action step as far as after an event? After an event, um, yeah, like how to follow up with with people who are different points in the, you know, the customer journey. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Miss Casey. I've got a growling dog in the background protecting my sidewalk. That is very kind somebody of somebody that's standing. <laughs> Hi. Hi. And did and you do your homework? Um, I did, but also, hi, Laura. We've now been on at least two calls together, so I feel like I should like properly say hi. <laughs> you guys have the same schedule, apparently. Yeah, um, and it's so it's so helpful to like listen and learn from other people's uh, experiences. So thank you. Um, it's I one of those things you don't really like. I don't often use it as a selling point, but it's should be one of the biggest selling points but people don't know that it's going to be helpful i did um art, art I, i'm involved with art to life the nicholas wilton abstract um mm -hmm. and when i, I did the creative visionary program it's three months and they do um image um feedback but you know, there's 2000 people in the thing. And so at first everyone's like, well, how will I know what, you know, if mine is any good and you learn so much from maybe even more from watching them do it to other people's uh, work, just watching them um, make constructive comments about it. Yeah. And uh, that has changed my person, the way I understand kind of how, how I learn and um, yeah. So that's very I, cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I did do the assignment uh, to the best of my ability. I actually did it like the next morning. Um, and my finances are sort of all over the place. I still don't, I mean, I that sheet is very detailed with a lot of, and on one hand, it's very detailed because it's got a lot of things to fill out. On the other hand, um, you know, I don't, it's not, I'm not categorizing kind of my individual spending or anything. So I went back through my three months of credit cards and bank statements and stuff and got the regular, regularly occurring purchases, the, uh, the income, et cetera. I was able to go back and figure out what I made in the first three quarters of the year versus the last quarter. Um, yeah. How so, feel? Um, I don't, I mean, I mean, it felt very good to, to go do that, uh, like scary, but, but good. But then afterwards I was like, I still don't know. I still don't know what to make of this. 
Um, I think I made three times, at least if, if I, if I finish the giant commission, I will have made well over three times in the last quarter what I made in the first three, which is more indicative of Christmas coming, yeah. but also of some of like, cause I've, I've sold uh, a couple thousand dollars worth of prints from uh, mostly from my biblical things. So um, that is hard to calculate kind of what the print sales will be. So I think I'd like to focus on the originals cause that's really my, where my heart is. Yeah. So anyway. let me, let me tell you that. My intention for that homework for you was not necessarily to be able to predict the future or see all the patterns which I completely get why you would go there. And that's not wrong. But the reason why I wanted you to do that homework was to figure out where you are at today, this month, so that you could make decisions for the rest of the month and maybe for January. Yeah, so um, I would love to try to bring in more income in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. um, the end of the year is, you know, it's crazier for everyone, but as a pastor, it's super, it's like definitely the busiest time of my year. Um, and that's mostly lovely and all gift. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think I, I'm very intentional in the fourth quarter and not, and I have not been very intentional. I've sort of just made stuff and put it out there in the first right. three quarters. So I think it's a balance of if we are predicting, predicting is trickier, but if we are predicting, my guess would be the last quarter sales are not necessarily going to be reflective of January and February and March, but with that extra effort, they will be higher than they were last year. Like, yeah. I'm just going to make up numbers real quick. Let's say you made 15 grand the last quarter. And then your first quarter of last year, you made three grand. There's a, there's two things happening here. One is Christmas and gifts. And one is you, and what you're doing and how you're doing it. So next January, February, March, if you continue one of those patterns, you can't continue Christmas. It doesn't exist anymore. It's still going to be up. And I would really like you to continue using that worksheet at least on a monthly basis, if not a weekly basis. So that come January, you're not speculating still, you have hard numbers to go off of. 
so you can continue making decisions from whatever place you are at. So that's I, my intention for that worksheet. Yeah. Um, and, and I also watched the like one of the money things that, that I think is, was right before what you just, um, where you just put the worksheet. You set your goals. Yeah. So like the window display. Oh yeah. Um, and I have so many different, um, sizes of art. So it's, it's a little bit difficult for me to choose three. Um, so I'm not going to do that. I don't think, but it was, it's very helpful to think about, um, the 10%, mm -hmm. uh, large pieces being a month. So then I started, uh, I looked at kind of what I've made this year and I don't know whether to include this giant commission or not, but I guess I should. I say yes, because you got it and you are doing it. So if that was the case, would you then like add up for the year and divide by 12 and try to make that your monthly number plus some or? Yeah, I think that that as a base would be a great starting place. So again, making up numbers, let's say you averaged 2000 a month for this year. So I would make, do you do be good, better, best goals? Do you know what those are? No. Some people do, some people don't. Uh, I could take them or leave them. But some people like to have a low goal that they can hit, like they feel really confident in hitting. That's like an ego boost. So like if I can make 2000 now, I feel confident I can make 2000 then. So that's your good number. A better number would be, but I would like to increase that this year. So I want to do 2,500 and then, or 3000 or something along those lines. And then a best goal would be like, if I can make whatever I want that would pay, like cover my, uh, cover both my jobs, it would be 8,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So then once you hit one, then you can aim for the next one. Once you hit that one, then you can aim for the next one. So there's that way of doing things. How does that feel for you? Or would you like something else? Um, not knowing what the other thing is, I'm not sure, but... Um, I mean, I think now I know sort of what the baseline might be. It's easier to make those numbers. But yeah, when I jump, when I came on and y'all were talking about like great time to sabotage is when you're close to the, like, that's what, that's my reaction to seeing what the monthly was. Mm. Then I went and looked at what that would be for the year. And I was like, that's not that, you know, <laughs> like I can't live on that. So it's not like, it's not like that crazy, but. Um, okay. Yeah. So inset, here's, here's the, the flip side. I've gotten to where I don't like to set goals. I feel like they just feel very arbitrary and then you make it or you don't. 
and then you feel good for a split second or you feel bad for a while. And the flip side of that is if you're not aiming for anything, you're going to start probably trending downward. I think that's my issue is like, I don't have like it in the fourth quarter, I have an aim. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not one, maybe not the best one. I don't know. But the rest of the year, I sort of feel like, uh, you know, again. So here's why I'm in love with this worksheet. My goal gets to change every single month and it's no longer a goal. It's a, here's my bills and here's what I'm bringing in. And is that negative? And if it's negative, I'm doing something different than I was gonna do before. And if it's positive, like, what do I want to do now? What do I want to do with this money? How would I like to use it? How would I like to um, use it to benefit my life or benefit my business? And so it's more of a tool of, it's not a goal. It's a very practical thing to aim for. I want to be positive. And if there's things that I additionally need to pay for that month like say my car breaks down oh well now I need to add that to my things that I want in life and now my number that I have to hit is bigger and I'm a lot more motivated to go for that number when it has all of these things attached to it and it's real math because if I'm just pulling a number out of the sky I have no attachment to it. There's no real, I have to go get it now. I might try, but I'm not gonna try as hard as I could. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that, I used to have a goal setting, planning workshop up in the curriculum and I took it down. Okay because I wanted to replace it with this. I do think that the, um, let's say you wanted to make, and and maybe it's that, like it was just, it was helpful to look at the three different sizes and how many it would take to meet your goal. I mean, I could do that for whatever it was by the month, but thinking about what I have to offer and, I've, I've really struggled with pricing because it all seems so expensive to me on the one hand, on the other hand, then I look back at like all the work that I've done to get here and all the work that I actually do for the paintings and all the fails. And, um, so I had raised, I raised my prices on what are generally my smallest ones, which are 12 by 12s. Um, to 390 but they come framed and um, and they're not selling as quickly as they were before um, like we talked about with Laura once you raise your prices then you gotta figure factor in that number is gonna drop some yeah and that doesn't mean it's gonna stay there it just means right. that we've got to figure out 
a different or a improved, not necessarily different um, way to market it or talk about it or get in front of certain people. Every time you raise the price, you you got to up your game a little bit. And if you looked at your percentages, you might find that even though they've slowed down, they might still be at a good, healthy place, at a good, healthy number. Well, we talked about like, do you want a stock of your paintings? Mm -hmm. Like if I have one, it's not, you know, I'm not doing good enough. <laughs> I, so. I love having stock. I don't have anywhere to sh show them, which I obviously like. But you could. Right, exactly. Um, and actually <laughs> I do in September, so a long way away, but um, I'll have my own like little show in uh, a theater, uh, a local theater. Is this new? Uh, no, but it's sort of not on my radar because it's far away. It's so far it'd be good away. to have stock for that, but I'd also like to, you know, my paintings change. You can play a balancing game with that. Like, yes, it's nice to have a stock. So you don't have to stress out come July, August. And you don't have to hoard it so that you have a stock. Like you can still offer it for sale, but you're not offering at a price that's so low that it's just flying out and you're like, oh no, I have to replace it. And I don't feel like it was worth selling it for that much. So it's not always bad to sell less. Sometimes it's good. Right. And when you actually look at the numbers, most times, so I had a program that I sold for, it was a three month program for $4,500. And I only sold five of them. And I was like, and then I went back, or maybe it was six, I don't remember. And then I went back and I was like, what's wrong with you? You only have to serve six people at this high price point. And you're good. Like to do that with this program, I have to serve three times more people. Right. But that's just the point in my life where I'm at is I want to just feel like I want to serve more people. And so I felt the lower price was more accurate for where I'm at at the moment. Was that the smartest thing for me to do for my business? There's pluses and minuses. Right. but you don't have to sell as many when your prices are higher yeah I also don't know how to yeah I was doing linear pricing so linear inch because it felt less felt more reasonable mm -hmm. but then uh, in October I think I decided to switch it for, to square inch, but decrease the cost per square inch as the, at certain size levels. Um, but the reality is that some small paintings take forever and some big paintings take no time at all. So that's also like- I think it's all- <laughs> And so people love, or not love, but like that's the standard is linear, square inch, all those things. 
Okay, so I have another, uh, not random question, but I had talked about whether or not to apply to this solo show um, at the Museum of Con Contemporary Art in Arlington. Their applications are due January 6th or something. Um, so the, I had never been there. So I finally went uh, last week. And I, because I've never studied art history, I am like catching up on a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like super contemporary art. It's not modern art. It's like not just abstraction, it's contemporary, like um, hammers covered in eggshells and giant macrame things. And bye, Laura. Um, I'm just trying, I'm trying to figure out whether my art, what my art is, if it is contemporary or should just be like, no, that's not, and this is a museum. It's not a, it's not like, I don't think they're going to sell the art there. Right. It's, which, it's public but relations, it's, but it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know, like, I don't want to put in all the effort only to find out like your art is not contemporary it depends on the let's call them judges the curators it's okay. all up to their opinion would you classify it as contemporary i mean based on what i just saw where the uh, the uh the emphasis is not like aesthetic beauty it's commentary mm -hmm. um I would definitely say not most of my art is not. Um, I do think you have some that is though. Yeah. Um, and, and what I was thinking about doing, I, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. I posted a new piece this morning. Um, mm -hmm. Haven't been on this morning. Keep going though. It is. Uh, so the Annunciation is Jesus, uh, is the Holy Spirit coming to Mary. Look who popped up. Yeah. Oh, look, there I am. Um, I love it. Okay, so. So basically I was thinking about doing a series from this one so I could use this one as the basis. And it, the idea is um, Mary, mother of God, that God chooses to be um, enfleshed in, in a human womb in a, so we are called then to be like carriers of God's spirit. So I was going to do a ser an Annunciation series where it was not just young women, but like all different people with abstracted backgrounds pulling from, um, including, you know, non-binary people and men mm -hmm. and, um, and calling it Annunciation. Uh, an indwelling of the the divine in in each of these people with my more abstracted textured backgrounds but i don't know okay let me stop you real quick we got five minutes because somebody else is coming on do you feel this is a maybe too deep of a question to just throw at you, but do you feel like it is your duty or your, mm, your calling 
to share that message with the world. Yes. So would it be so bad if you did put in all that work, but you were doing it for that reason? I want this to get out there. I want to share this. And maybe they will see it and maybe they won't, but it will still propel me in that direction. Yeah. I mean, I think my like impulse on one hand is like, if I can sell this piece, I should sell this piece. So um, the idea of like curating something and waiting, you know, they may, they may say, yes, you're in, but we're not showing your work until November of next year, which is great because it gives me a long time to prepare um, and not great because then I'm sitting sitting on it on this stuff um, on the other hand like I have not done a series like a real series before and I'm like that challenge excites me and and scares me I'm a little worried I'll get bored but I seem to keep coming back to this I this it, well the two different two different Marys in scripture um, and what we talked about in my first session with you um people fully living and animals, uh, you know, creation fully living into who it was meant to be mm -hmm. as defined by God and self. Um, so I feel like I could equally steer you in either direction. And I am choosing to go with my intuition and say, you need to follow that series, whether or not no matter what happens with that application, I think that is your next path. Okay. It's very relevant to the conversations of today, which makes it marketable. It's very relevant to the conversations of today, which need to come from, in my opinion, need to come from the people of the church. And I think that you are one of the very few people who is going to do that and be brave enough to do it. And I'm going to ask you to do it. Okay. A lot of pressure, I know. No, I feel like the, um, my belief in call is that, uh, It's a, it's a relational thing that occurs between the divine and the human, but that it has to be um, affirmed or confirmed outside of the self. So it always has to involve the larger world because otherwise it's just self-interested. Um, yeah. So this is really helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. And when you are choosing whether or not to apply, I think you should. And we can figure it out as we go. Like, this is one of those, we're not going to know all the steps and all the plans and what's going to happen. We're just not. But well, I, I am more than happy to help you figure it out yeah. together. Well, I also was thinking, like, as I looked at, you know, Q1 through 3, I'm like, I do have this time where the sales are lower, where I'm still painting all the time. So if I could do that toward sort of long range, like, 
presence in the community and and really identifying my voice and um, and it, and yeah. it's restricted like right now their their exhibitions are national maybe even international but it is restricted to the Maryland DC Virginia sort of Philadelphia corridor um so my odds are better I don't I don't I don't really think I'll get in but I also think it's a great opportunity to try doing this. I also think one last thought for you that some of the success you've had in the last quarter has been from you creating art with commentary and your beliefs and your values and what you want to share. I think that's been a big part of it. Yeah. I want you to keep doing that. Thank you so much. And I guess I will see you in January because I've done my hang out in Slack. I'll hang out. Are you, have you gotten more people? I saw you. I have got, I've gotten, I've got two more spaces for January. I will share your stuff in my. Oh, thank you. Okay. Appreciate that. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye Casey. Bye.